G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Wes Leek, the CEO of Business Blessings, and he's uh, passionate about training Christians in the art of doing business God's way. And he's one of the founding members of the National Day of Prayer and Fasting in Australia as well. Welcome along, Brother Wes. How are you? Very good, Matt. Great to be back with you again. It's great to have you with us in the studio. Now, mate, uh, before we get into these topics today, let's uh, just... Get you to share a bit of your story. Uh, tell us a, a bit about your faith journey over the years. Well, I always say that I've been going to church uh, since before I was born <laughs> because mum and dad were uh, – uh, mum was actually a Salvation Army officer before she married dad and dad was, had been in the church. We have a long history in our family of being people of faith. Uh, we So in terms of my own faith journey, I gave my life to the Lord when I was nine. We were at Glad Tidings Tabernacle then, the Hope Center prior days to that. And I remember one Sunday morning in Children's Church, we have a guest speaker there. And I remember they were talking about asking God into their heart. And I just thought, you know what? It's time for me to do that. But I always say, I don't think it brought much change into my life until I was about 13 when I thought, hang on a minute, if I need to take this seriously. I need to start praying. I need to start reading my word. I need to start sharing the gospel with my friends. And I remember one day I decided to do that with my classmates, and one of my mates turned to me and said, how dare you take the speck out of my eye until you take the log out of your own? And I'm thinking, mate, you haven't even gone to church. How do you know that scripture? And then I thought, hang on, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> and I need to go home and have a chat to God about that. And yeah, maybe there were some things in me that I needed to get right and sorted out. So um, yeah, from there. So that was the early days. And then I uh, went on, I uh, was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was about 16. Uh, and then I think the focus from then has been, how do we take this message to the world? You know, I've done a number of mission trips. I think Pam and I worked out the other day, I've been to 35 different countries around the world. Uh, we lived overseas in Saudi Arabia for the time and did some amazing things. The one country in the world that um, does not allow a church building to be built, but yet God is on the move there. And sometimes, which is one of the things I, you know, you look at COVID now and you think of all the churches being closed down, but how much more is God doing when his people are released from a building, which mm. is fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Wonderful. And tell us a bit about uh, the ministry side of things. How did you get involved in ministry with Business Blessings? Uh, so that started. So one of my passions has always been how, how do we actually manage our money from a biblical perspective. So uh, in 2000, we helped establish Crown Financial Ministries in Australia, which is now called Compass. Uh, so for five years, we worked on that, and that's where I got to meet you, Matt, mm-hmm. all those years ago now. Um, and so from, from when that period of time came to the end, God said to me, I need you to work with business people. I said, don't be stupid, God. Because, I mean, as you know, we ran a seminar called Business by the Book, which I found was the hardest thing to run. I mean, I, I, you know, you look at kingdom business is is almost the flavor of the month now. I hate to say that, but it, it's, it's a very popular thing. But back then, uh, talking about doing business God's way was very rare. 
and we had a lot of opposition to that. But I look at those businesses now that did those seminars back then and where they are now, it's 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 amazing to see. Mm. I remember uh, I was working at a different radio station at the time yes. as a sales manager and you ran the uh, Business by the Book seminar there and we had actually had a few of our clients come to know the Lord through an alpha course. You had. And uh, one of them was a, a car dealer. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> he, he's sitting there in the Business by the Book uh, seminar and w- one of the themes is you need to have integrity and you need to speak honesty. You uh, need to speak the truth when you're selling your products. And he said, we can't do this. We'll, we'll shut down. <laughs> the whole car industry will fail if we have to tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> and and we just challenged him and said, well, you know what? If you put God first, you'll be surprised at the blessings that will yeah, come your way. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you remember that story, but he went on to two or three car dealerships yeah, yeah. and was very blessed, very successful yeah. because he started to put God first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think this is, uh, I've been looking at fresh at Matthew 6, 3, seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. Mm. It's about I think it's coming down more and more to the business owner's relationship with God yeah. and them working out their call on their life in their business yeah. and upholding the biblical principles and getting back to basics. Yeah. Honesty, integrity, you know, because sadly that's not there too much mm. around in business today. And I know at, at one stage you were telling me, Wes, that part of your ministry is praying for businesses. Yeah. And actually praying through the building and sending in intercessors. Uh, tell us a bit about the importance of, of prayer in business. You know, one of, the things I th- one of the things that I think is the value of prayer is it removes obstacles. So uh, one of those keys is is we talk about healing the land. Like We talk a lot over the weekend about Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people... Humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, and I'll heal their land. We, we talk about that the land is stained. All sorts of s- stuff has happened on our land. And if we go back even to prior to white man coming, it was one of the great things about the Solomon Assembly on the weekend is like we had all these tribes, Aboriginal tribes around Australia, but they didn't exactly get on mm. with each other mm. <laughs> prior to. So, so when we've gone into a business and said, okay, God's, Show us what's on the land here. And often there's things, like we talk about the four things of idolatry, adultery, broken covenants, and bloodshed, and seeing those kind of things removed and then seeing the business flourish as mm. a result of that. It's wonderful. I just feel to uh, just jump back a minute. You just said something about how there's many Aboriginal tribes in Australia that don't necessarily get on. And uh, I just remember getting a, a revelation about that. Uh, I was in Kalgoorlie. Uh, I was there for uh, Will Graham, Billy Graham's grandson, was preaching the gospel there. And I was catching up with a local pastor there. And he was uh, involved in a lot of indigenous ministry in that area. And he said, you know one thing that will uh, spark revival in Australia? He says, if the Aboriginal tribal uh, divisions can be healed. Yeah. Because it's very much like... You know, I mean, this sounds a bit crass, but it's like one football team doesn't like the other football team (laughs) and they have a go at each other. And we do at, you know, in in jest in Australia a lot. But but, uh, that's that's a a modern example that is probably not the best Mm. analogy. But but think about that for generations where one tribe doesn't get on with the other tribe. And it happens all over the world in in tribal, but particularly let's look at Aboriginals in Australia. And, And this brother of mine, he said, we need to preach forgiveness. We need to... Make sure that we, when we forgive, we forget. We don't drag it up again. We don't 
say, oh, you're in that tribe, I'm in this tribe, we forgive. And that's mm. the power of the gospel, isn't mm. it? Absolutely. And I, I think, Matt, that was one of the wonderful things of watching the Solomon Assembly over the weekend was the way that um, Aboriginal Christian leaders from around the nation came mm. together in a way that they hadn't done before. And wow. Pastor Peter Walker did that very well. And the other thing, and I was talking to a few people about this last couple of days, is the way they honoured each other. Mm. Because... Uh, we talk in Australia about the tall poppy syndrome, but that actually comes from our First Nation peoples. Mm. That they and they talk about this. If an Aboriginal starts to rise up, they will pull them down. Mm. And so to see Aboriginal leaders honouring each other instead of pulling each other down, that's why I, I was so excited about what happened over the weekend because I think we'll start to see some breakthroughs that we haven't seen before because of this issue mm. has started to be dealt with, and it's not something. Um, like you and I are very white <laughs> and it's not, you know, when I talk to my, my Aboriginal brothers and sisters, like this is not something that they talk about uh, and, um, and share about until you sit down and go deep with them mm, mm. in those things. But when they start to do that, you start to, to see that there are some divisions there. And so for them to be, a lot of them to be healed over the weekend, I was very thrilled to mm. see that happen. One of my good friends, uh, Charlie Kane, who's a part of my church, he, he actually, uh, Aboriginal brother who prayed on the Saturday morning on uh, the National Solemn Assembly. And uh, he's a, a great, uh, you know, prophetic prayer warrior. You know, he's, he's really into it. And he posted something on Facebook the other day that I thought uh, really needs to be said, needs to be considered as well, that in 1606, when Dakiris uh, proclaimed Australia is the great south land of the Holy Spirit or the great south lands of the Holy Spirit from Vanuatu, oh, yes. from Pentecost Island, um, there was no white people here. No, it was indigenous, yeah. uh, and it's it's uh, that prophetic word. Um, and he he made the comment that uh, we need to see revival come out of the indigenous and the islanders, uh, brothers and sisters, because that's where the word was originally spoken to. Yes. And whenever there's a prophetic word, you've got to consider who was it spoken to. Mm. And of course, prophecy, you know, is in mm. God's eternal eternal time clock, so mm. it's up to His timing, of course. But um, I, I believe that we, when we see a revival come out of our indigenous brothers and sisters, it'll spark revival in the rest of the nation. Yes. Do you believe this weekend was a catalyst for that? Oh, look, I, I do. And, and uh, a group of us got together yesterday morning just to reflect on it. And um, it was a very solemn morning yesterday morning. Like this mm. is a group of prayer leaders that I meet with every Tuesday morning uh, who've been praying and helping to organize this event. And, I think we were just in awe and thinking, okay, God, what are you up to now? Mm, mm. Because we've seen uh, Pastor Peter Walker tried to do this five years ago. It hadn't worked. I didn't remember whether you remember, Matt, the 40 days, the 40 stories that we did. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. The National Day of Prayer and Fasting. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a catalyst that led to this, even though it was five years apart. And it's one of the things about prayer. Sometimes we, we think, okay, we've done this event, but you know what happened? But you look at, the history and the mm. story of that and how things are growing and developing. So I think it's another huge leap forward mm. Yeah, that took place. And, and you think about it, you know, I joined in a couple of times on the weekend on Zoom and I just watched on YouTube for a bit as well and I was so fired up watching all these different people praying and people would preach a bit and they'd share a bit and then it had cut out and, you know, <laughs> that, yeah, that yeah. happens on Zoom. <laughs> you think, was that you, Holy Spirit? Anyway... <laughs> But, you know, it was an amazing, uh, you know, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And it's yes. on YouTube, so people yes. can look it up. Absolutely. Search up National it. Day of yes. Prayer and Fasting, Solemn Assembly. You can watch it and skip through bits and rewind it. You know, it's just so good. Uh, but, you know, that happened in the weekend. 
the US oh. had uh, Franklin Graham yes. and Greg Laurie and uh, you know Jack Graham and Jonathan Jensen Kahn, Franklin all those uh, in in the in Washington DC and then Jonathan Khan yeah, with the return and there was you know Sidney yes. Jacobs and you know incredible to see uh, these two massive prayer events in the US and then the return with Jonathan Khan was also around the world in different yeah. languages as well um, and it's Yom Kippur on the weekend the day of atonement uh, an amazing time in the yeah. Hebrew calendar as well yes uh, it's uh, it's almost like God is rallying the troops have you ever seen so many people praying and we're, fasting we're this, together <laughs> they may, if we go back 11 years to when we were in Canberra making decision to do a national day of prayer and fasting yeah and we look at the prayer that was happening then yeah compared to the prayer now like i mean i think every other day i get a call to prayer for something yeah you know, okay? yeah and i'm not sometimes <laughs> it's like i'm not you know it's, you're not belittling it but, <laughs> i'm not belittling but it, it, it just happens a lot <laughs> it just happens a lot and, yeah. and i get that and and i've been i'm thinking but that never used to happen yeah so God is stirring his people to something. So yeah. God is on the move. And often God speaks to the intercessors before he speaks yeah. to the general populace. So I think there's a preparing mm. of the way for something to happen. Awesome. Now, you've brought in a uh, state election prayer guide for us today uh, based on the Queensland election. Now, of course, there's uh, ACT, New Zealand, US, lots of elections happening. Uh, just explain to us the importance of strategic prayer for elections. Look, it comes back to 1 Timothy 2. First of all, I then I urge that all requests, prayers, intercessions, and thanks be offered on behalf of all people, even for kings and all those in authority, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life uh, in all godliness and dignity. And I so God is saying to us, first of all, we need to pray for those, our kings and those mm. in authority. So obviously... The, <laughs> It's one thing to whinge and moan about the government after they've been elected, but we need to be much more proactive at the at the end where they're going in. And I particularly for Queensland as we go into our first four year election term, mm-hmm. uh, and given uh, Labor's policy and where they are at, um, so we put together this prayer guide, which you know can be used for pretty much every election. There's there is just some specific things in here for the Queensland election as well. Mm, it's wonderful and. Uh you know, I was actually uh, uh, chatting to uh, Tishan Johnson from Cherish yeah. Life yesterday, and she was saying that there's a lot of people really unhappy about the uh, the Queensland abortion laws and the, the and yes. Labor's views on that. Yes. Um, do you think that's going to be a game changer? Do you think that Labor's going to lose government? I I think we could see it actually happen. Mm. Yeah, I don't know whether the LNP will get in as a majority, but if you look at Cadders and One Nations, One Nation Party's policies. Mm. On uh, like One Nation parties had a, a huge stand for life mm. in there, and the same for Cata. It could we could well have a LNP minority government with Cata and One Nation party. Mm. I just remembered Wes when you and I were running a Queensland Day oh. of Prayer, and, <laughs> and remember Robbie Cata came in. Oh yes, and then Bobby Cata came oh, in. Yes, and they prayed, and then yes. I think it was Tim Mander came in as well. Yes, yes. And we're like we struck the jackpot today. I know. We I think we've never had so many politicians. <laughs> well, because that was the it was. Uh, the election where Campbell Newman had lost That's right. and LNP were making their decision that day as to who their leader was. Mm. And they actually wanted the room that we had already booked <laughs> and they got put down to a lower room. So they were the lower house. We were the upper house <laughs> and praying. We had all these people coming and going in. That was, that was one of, and that was one of our most exciting <laughs> national day of prayers. Like, and who would have thought that, um, that election would have been 
cool because it was, mm. I mean, we had planned our day long before that. Campbell Newman had called a snap election. Mm. Uh, and who would have thought that would be the day that LNP would choose in their party? And ne- I don't think ever before that actually chosen chosen a party leader on a Saturday. Mm. We, so mm. there was a lot of factors in that. Mm. But isn't that just shows you how God guides and leads us? Sometimes he says stuff to us well in advance and we think, what the heck is all this about? Mm. And mm. then, you know, we step out and are faithful to do it and then the significance of it comes on that day. Mm. And I remember sharing at the... Uh, Queensland Parliamentary Christian Fellowship a couple of times and meeting uh, a lot of the uh, the Christian MPs, you know, uh, mainly from the LNP, but there was a couple of Labor, a uh, couple of uh, Catterboys there as well. And, you know, I, I just love the fact that they value our prayers. Yes. They ask us to pray. Yeah. They, they say, we need your prayers, you know. Yes. Um, and it's, it's like God has raised up a whole bunch of Christians to stand in the gap right now. I mean, yes. our, our mutual friend Mark Robinson, yes, um, such a an outspoken advocate for the yes. pro life message. Yes, uh, up at the Sunshine Coast, uh, Fiona Simpson, our sister Fiona Simpson. You know, yeah. some very strong Christians speaking up for life. Yes, uh, and uh, not just the abortion message, but the euthanasia one. That's also That's right. a topic as well, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. That's right. So, I mean, there's a, so the two things. So, um, seeing the abortion laws overturned mm. or at least adjusted in some way. Uh, Labor are planning for the euthanasia thing too. But mm. I also think one of the other key ones is economically okay. at this time. Mm-hmm. Because, you, I mean, we're, we're having an election in the midst of a pandemic. Our Queensland debt has never been so high. Our Australian debt has never mm. been so high. Um, politicians are making decisions that are unknown. Mm. You know, what? The, what's the outcome going to be? So, so we need to be praying that they have the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding mm. that they need to do the job that God has called them to mm. do. Amen. And we've got Anne from Labrador. Have you got a question or comment for Wes? Yeah, I just, um, when we're praying, we pray that the Christians um, will wisely choose the right thing, you know, when they are voting for election. And we also had our prayer meeting today, and I was praying for um, the American people as well, that they um, will turn back to God as well, and they start voting um, in the right way um, for their elections as well. My com and a question is how um, do you uh, influence people um, to be able to um, do the right thing sometimes? What are your thoughts on that, Wes? Well, I, I think one of the key things is sharing the, the right information with them and saying, "Hey, these are the facts. Uh, these are how people have voted in the past. This is uh, these are all the different policies of the different uh, political parties." And state this is why I'm I am voting for this particular person. Mm. Okay, what, thank you. All right, good on you, and thanks so much for your call. It's okay. Nice to talk to you, Matt. All right, God <laughs> bless. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. If you'd like to call through, phone lines are open one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. And we've got Maggie from Toowoomba. How are you, Maggie? Good morning. I'm well this morning. Thank you. Have you got a question or a comment for Wes? I have got a comment. I am praying for Australia, but more importantly, at the moment, I'm praying for America. Um, I believe there's a real spiritual battle going on there, and um, the outcome of that election will affect or could affect the whole world. And and tell us, do you pray corporately with your church, or do you have a, a prayer group that you join with? Uh, what, what's your practice of prayer? Yes, I, I do pray on my own, but I have I have a group, uh, a life group that I pray with. Mm-hmm. 
Um, have you found that there's been more prayer recently uh, that you've seen over the years? Um, no, actually, not necessarily. Mm. Uh, um, because I believe that there's always uh, a need for prayer. Mm. Always a need for prayer. Where's any thoughts on that? You're so right. There's always a need for prayer. And, and I... I I do think there has been a resurgence in prayer. Like I, I think back to when we started the National Day of Prayer and Fasting all those years ago, that there wasn't much prayer as what there is now. Mm. And I think God is calling his people to pray like mm. never before mm. uh, and to learn to pray and to start to pray, whether that's for the elections or just saying to pray in their own life for issues in their own life as well. Mm. Wonderful. Good on you, Maggie. Thanks so much for your call. Thank you. God bless. If you'd like to call through, phone lines are open, 1-800-316-316. And I've just realised, Wes, that uh, our question at Facebook is a little different to the, the topic we've started on. So the question we've got at Facebook is, how does the world handle money different from Christians? <laughs> and uh, we've got a few interesting comments coming through there. Uh, so why don't you, before we go to the news, give us your response to that, mate. How does the world handle money different from Christians? You know, I was I, on Wednesday mornings. I do a Bible study with a group of other business people, and today we were talking about the fact that we are a peculiar people and we serve a peculiar God. Mm. I mean, one of the key things that he says in relation to debt and also in relation to giving, that would be one of the two things. But he also talks about saving money for the future. Mm. Uh, so we've got this balance of a God who. Uh, who, who says that if we seek after him, he will take care of us and provide for us, but is looking for the fact and understanding that he actually does own everything, mm. that we are stewards of the money from his perspective, mm. that it's not about us, it's about working with him to do his call in our life. Mm. And a lot of uh, Christians, uh, you know, according to research, uh, don't actually tithe as well. Um, what's what's your view on that? Uh, and and do you, do you know the stats? Like I've heard, it's like seven percent of Christians actually tithe in the US. Would that be similar in Australia? Do you think? Or? Yeah, I, I think like I've heard that the average giving in Australia is somewhere between twenty uh, twenty to thirty dollars a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's nowhere near the tithe. Like if you average it out mm. per person in the congregation, so tithing is not quite there. And uh, look, there's a number of reasons for that. I would say to this, we have. Personally, I have tithed the majority of my life apart from two years for different circumstances. And I, if I look back on those two years, I think, why on earth did I not do that? Mm. And look, I was moaning with God about it one day. <laughs> I said, God, you know, we've been faithful tithers all these years. What's going on? And uh, he said to me, uh, look at what you haven't spent because you tithe. And that's one of the things in Malachi. It says that he will protect us from all those things. And I remember like a, a clear thing happened around that time I was praying. I'd had a skin cancer cut out. I was working for Scripture Union at the time. And I talked to one of my mates who had skin cancers as well and asked him what doctor he went to. And he told me, and I said, how much did the doctor charge you? And he said, oh, I was about 7000 for all that. <laughs> And uh, I didn't have the heart to tell him that he just put mine on Medicare. Wow. So, <laughs> You're blessed. So, so it was like God, and that was around the time, you know, I was having this wind with God, and he, and he mm. said, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm. We've got a question at Facebook today. How does the world handle money different from Christians? Uh, we've got a few comments coming in there. We'd love to hear from you. Make a comment at facebook.com forward slash vision radio, or give us a call now, 1-800-316-316. Velma made a comment at Facebook saying, we give tithes 
because we know everything comes from God. And Daniel Mingo from the U.S. said Christians are more likely to tithe and give in general. Uh, Good uh, quote there, Daniel. We'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts about how the world handles money different from Christians? Make a comment at Facebook or call now, 1-800-316-316. And Wes, uh, we've been talking a bit about the economy and uh, the turbulent times we're in. Uh, Just how bad are things financially in Australia now and are they going to get worse? That's a very good question, Matt. It depends on who you talk to as to what kind of answer you're going to get. I think one of the things is our government has been on the forefront of this and wanted to make sure that Australians are taken care of. I was talking to someone the other day from CAP and they were saying they're not seeing CAP Christians Against Poverty. They're not seeing the uptake of people that they thought they would see at this time. And I think that's partly because uh, social security benefits have been increased. A lot of companies have received the JobKeeper uh, and all the um, cash flow boosts and all those kind of things that have happened. So so the government has been very good about taking care of people at this time. We've got to acknowledge that. I am very concerned that we're going to have to pay that money back, <laughs> not individually, but the nation's going to have to pay that back. So I think we're pushing things down the, down the road a bit. Even their decision to uh, make responsible lending uh, do away with some of those laws to make it easier to get for people to get credit could really become quite a huge issue down the track. Uh, people up to their eyeballs in debt as it is. Australia is one of the most indebted nations in the world. Mm. Um, so it, that is a huge concern. It's one of the reasons why the Reserve Bank can't increase interest rates because uh, people's, people would find that really uh, stretching financially. Mm. Well, if you've got a comment or a question about finances. Uh, Our guest is Wes Leek from Business Blessings. He's with us for another 20 minutes. And you know what I find uh, every day, Wes, people call just towards the end of the conversation. Yes. (laughs) So if you want to call, now's the time to call. 1-800-316-316. Get in early and have a chat with us today. And uh, Wes, uh, I know you've been doing a course recently from Dave Ramsey, who's a well-known money expert from a, a biblical worldview in the US. And you're a bit like the Aussie version of Dave Ramsey, I've got to say. Uh, but uh, tell us a bit about that course and what you're learning. Yeah, my church has been doing it uh, at the moment. So we just had the second session on debt last night. It was interesting. Dave was talking about the fact that the world says debt is okay. And, um, you know, we, we hear the term good ba- good debt and bad debt. But really the Bible says, well, I, I mean, the Bible doesn't say it's a sin to go into debt. I mean, let's make that clear. But what it does say, when you go into debt, you become a servant to the lender. Mm. And look, you know, if you use, the only way to really find that out is if you stop paying your debts, the phone calls will start coming in very, very quickly uh, to do that. And it really does constrict you. In fact, there was some research I was reading about lately that talked about that people's IQs actually drop when they're in debt. And it was fascinating wow. uh, to read because of the pressure of debt. They're not actually thinking straight in mm. doing that as well. Mm. Yeah. I remember hearing Dave Ramsey uh, sharing, I think it might have been on Focus on the Family, and he, he, he quoted the proverb, Proverbs 6, verse 5, free yourself like a gazelle yes. from the hand of the hunter, uh, like a bird from the hand of the hunter. He said, uh, if you are in debt, <laughs> be like a gazelle. Run like crazy away from that <laughs> debt. Um, it's, uh, it's so important that we uh, put God first with our finances, and if we're in debt, We need to have a plan and a budget to get out of that debt. And do what it takes. Mm. It was interesting on Dave's thing last night. He had a a video of gazelles running away. (laughs) It was quite interesting uh, to see that. So it was fun. 
look, I think you've got to you've got to do what it takes. If that means get an extra job, if that means cut down, it's uh, it's for a season. Mm. And I think this is where like we've been talking about prayer before, and we need to combine prayer and finances together because a lot of times people think. I have got myself into this debt situation. It's my responsibility to get out of it. Mm. But one of the things that God says, I own everything. Mm. So if he owns everything, that means he owns the assets and the liabilities. Mm. Oftentimes we think, okay, well, God, you can have the assets, but I'm responsible for the liabilities because maybe it was my fault or circumstances got into that. Mm. But actually if we say, okay, God, let's hand both of these over to you. Mm. We need your help. We need your grace to do whatever it takes to get out of this and to pray back. Lord, um, you may know I've talked to you about a book called Two Chairs before and I'm really big about this in my uh, with my uh, business guys. And in the book, Bob, Bob Bodine talks about three questions. One, does God know your situation? The answer to that is yes. Of course he knows your situation. Is it too hard for him to handle? No. We may think it's way too hard for him for us to handle, but it's not too hard for God to handle. And does he have a good plan for you? And mm. the answer to that is yes. So, okay, God, you know my financial situation probably way better than I do because a lot of people, when they get into debt, they put their head in the sand and you know just try to ignore it. But God says, no, I know this mm. and I have a plan for you. Just talk to me about it. Um, and listen to him, what he has to say. Mm. And uh, like I know over the years, God has said to us specific things. You know, like uh, I remember once we had a tax debt a couple of years ago, and I wasn't getting anywhere with the tax department about even This one morning I woke up and God said, phone them today. Mm. And I'm thinking, God, what are you, like nothing is working with them. And he just all day said, phone them, phone them, phone them. And I ignored him until the last minute and phoned and finally got someone. And we were actually to resolve, they actually wiped a fair bit of stuff off it. And we put a good plan in place and were able to clear that much mm. quicker. Wow. But, but that's because God knew we needed to sort this out. Mm. And um, so what is God saying to you about this? Not to put your head in the sense, say, Lord, is there a job? What do I do about changing jobs? Mm. Uh, or Because it, <laughs> the Bible talks about that God is the one who gives us promotions. Mm. You know, mm. often we want to do what we can to get a promotion. But God, you're the one who gives us promotion. Mm. Uh, and and half the, uh, Dave Ramsey said last night, that half the debt problem is the income. Mm-hmm. What can you do? And look, we've gone through times, um, you know, Pam, my wife, is very good about selling things on Facebook Marketplace and <laughs> stuff like that, just going through the house. Okay, what do we need to get rid of? Because there's so much. Like, you know, you yeah. have kids, like we have four kids and the stuff that comes in the house and you think, it's just sitting there gathering dust, mm. but some it's worth something to someone and to go do that. It's amazing how much money you can buy. She yeah, sounds yeah. like a, an entrepreneurial Proverbs 31 wife, well, eh? <laughs> She's like that. And we just had um, our young son, Eli, uh, we were at Costco on the weekend and um, one of my friends is doing COVID has put um, chuppa chups on trees around their neighborhood saying- oh, really? COVID sucks. Let's have a lolly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I so I saw these 150 uh, chub chubs and I thought they're only 26 dollars. I should buy them, put them on trees around our neighbourhood. Wow! But it got home and my son says, "Can I sell them and do that?" So, so, uh, so he actually set up a store down the end of our driveway. We have a Facebook group for our specific estate and put it up there. He, he um, I think he cleaned he, up, eh? He did. <laughs> We, I made him pay back what it cost me. I think it was twenty cents per chubba chub. He sold them for fifty cents. <laughs> he gave away. I think he gave, he gave away about one hundred fifty dollars from what he earned wow. over two days. But but so this is part of the importance of 
he couldn't get the understanding that he had to pay me back for the chubba chubs. <laughs> but he said, you know, this was the cost of doing business. You've yeah. got to look at what your profit is. So the value of us teaching children is uh, is very key. So important, absolutely. Our guest is Wes Leek from Business Blessings. And if you'd like to call through, call now 1-800-316-316. Actually just has the, had the thought, Wes, that maybe there's people listening that are in financial struggles right now and they need some prayer and yeah. some advice as well. And you know, you're not a financial planner, but you can no. give you know some biblical advice. So, if you'd like to call through and get some prayer for your finances, and uh, maybe ask a question or two about your situation, we can pray for you. Call now one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. We've got another fifteen minutes till Wes has to go. So now's the time to call one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. And Wes, you're just talking about your son's <laughs> chubba chub stand. You know, my kids and their cousins have had a lemonade stand that uh, they set up outside the house and they would uh, set it up. And so we would go and buy all the ingredients. They'd make it together and then they'd start selling things. And I made sure they had some word for the days and some vision 180s yes. and ready to hand out some, you know, devotionals and tracks as well. Um, and they, they made a little bit of money and I said, all right, well now you need to pay rent for the use of my front lawn. And uh, now you need to pay for the, the cost of the, the lemons and the, this and the, that, that you made to the, the lemonade, you know? And they're like, dad, but this is our stuff. I'm like, no, 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 it's my stuff, actually, that you're using. <laughs> um, it is important to teach our children, isn't it? Oh, look, and even just the issue of board, paying board. Yeah. Um, uh, we. This has been a debate in my household because when I was growing up, the moment I started earning money, I had to pay 25% of that board, whereas my wife wasn't until they got full-time work. Yeah. So we had to come compromise. But it was interesting, my daughter has just bought her first house and when they went through the loan documentation, they needed to see that she had already been paying board. Mm. And I thought, oh, thank goodness we were insistent on them paying board to recognize, hey, it actually costs us money yeah. to live and to do that. Yeah. yeah. And I remember uh, you were just talking about uh, the Two Chairs uh, book. Uh, and I remember another book you gave me years ago, Anointed for Business by yes. Ed Silvoso. Mm. He was the CEO of a hospital and he would sit in his chair and ask the Lord, what do I do with this problem in the hospital? And the Lord would speak to him and guide him. And he wouldn't get out of the chair until the Lord spoke to him. Yes. It's so important that we listen to the Lord. We wait for his, uh, you know, ream of voice to speak to us and guide us. Um, maybe everyone should have a, a Jesus chair in their house. Oh, look, <laughs> you, you know, for those that I've been talking to about putting in place a two-chair thing, the stories that are coming through are just superb. And even... Dare I say, from non-Christians as well, sometimes I think they hear the voice of God much more clearer. Mm, absolutely. Well, if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. We'd love to hear from you today. We just had a caller there that looks like it just dropped out, so uh, we won't go to the phones yet. But, hey, if that was you, call back now, 1-800-316-316. And, Wes, when I read that book, Anointed for Business, I was a sales manager at a radio station, and I was really... Uh, you know, originally just trying to make money. And then when I read that book, uh, Ed Silvoso's uh, challenge was you've got to put God first and, and ask God, what is your anointing for my, my calling in my business? How will I bear fruit in what you've called me to do? And instead of just trying to make budget, I had a heart to pray for my clients. And we actually led a bunch of our clients to the Lord because I started to seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6.33. Mm. We need to have that paradigm shift of thinking with our finances mm. and our employment, don't we? Yeah, we do. 
And look, I would say, ask God, God, what does it mean for me to seek first the kingdom of God in this situation? What are you asking me to do? Because, mate, your calling is very different to my calling. I'm not an evangelist like you are, but I am much more a one-on-one person. You know, so doing that, so some people are out front, behind the scenes. It really doesn't matter because we have different people require different ways. Mm, absolutely. Well, phone lines are open on 1-800-316-316. And we've got Miss Spencer on the line. How are you? I'm, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for this opportunity. Have you got a question or a, or a comment? Would you like some prayer today? Um, I would like prayer. Um, um, th- things are in a, a bit of a muddle. Mm-hmm. Is there any um, particular area you'd like prayer for? Is it to do with your finances? Yes, mm-hmm. yes, it is. Okay. Um, yeah, finances and and wisdom. Mm. Mm. And are you employed, Miss Spencer? No, no, I'm on a disability pension. Mm-hmm. And I think from memory, you're a you're a former school principal. Is that right? Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. Wonderful. Yes. All right, well, Wes, any questions you'd like to ask before we pray? I just make a comment um, first. Oh, sorry, were you going to say something, um, with Spencer? Uh, I sort of feel a little bit ashamed. Yeah. Um, uh, just, just for my heavenly Father, um, I, 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 He provides so well. And if he can help me. Mm. You know, I was speaking, I was actually reading a book recently where a guy talked about two very difficult situations that happened to his life. One, he was hit by a drunk driver and was in hospital for a long period of time, but he was taken care of during that time. Mm. The other situation was during the DFC um, financial crisis. Everything collapsed, but he felt he couldn't share his own personal situation. And I think that's one of the things that happens when you're in debt and you've got financial strife is shame becomes a big part about it. So you mm. don't reach out to others. Mm. So um, can I pray for you, Miss Spencer? Because, uh, Father, I just thank you that you are the source of our supply, that you know our situation intimately. You say in James, if you lack wisdom to ask of me and I will give you the wisdom that you need. So I pray for the wisdom that my sister needs to know how to manage the finances, her finances, the what you have entrusted to her. Take care of her every need. Father, I pray that you would remove the shame and the guilt that goes with this. Father, and that you'll bring joy, bring peace, bring life, provide for her in every way. Lord, I pray that you speak to her about the answers to her specific situation and what she needs to do on a day-by-day basis and a step-by-step basis to see her to come out of the situation, provide for her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Do you have any other questions or comments before we wrap up? Oh, no, just just that you're all so wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. We do love your call, Miss Spencer. Thank you so much. God bless. Thank you. Bye. And if you'd like to call through, phone lines are open, 1-800-316-316. Uh, we've got another five or so minutes before we wrap up. 
Maybe you'd like some prayer for your personal finances or your business. Uh, our guest is Wes Leek from Business Blessings. And we've also been talking about the importance of praying for the upcoming elections. And uh, Wes, uh, before we wrap up today, uh, if we do get any calls, by the way, 1-800-316-316. Call through if you want to have a quick chat. Uh, before we wrap up, Wes, I, I do just want to ask uh, a little bit about the U.S. elections as well. Yes. You and I were chatting about that off air before. Uh, of course, uh, the big uh, debate is on with uh, Joe Biden and, and Trump today. Um, what are your thoughts about uh, the upcoming U.S. elections and how do we pray for them? <laughs> we pray for God's will to be done <laughs> and that his, his man will be put into office. Mm. I think it's very fascinating that uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away mm. so closely like who would have thought mm. uh, and I think that's opened up and suddenly life is on the agenda in the US and I think mm. your previous interviewer talked about that mm. it is so key because the US is still seen as one of the leaders around the world and mm. what happens there has an effect on us this is very key for the praying for the election I just wish sometimes that it that um take some of our policies in place, <laughs> compulsory <laughs> voting and, and stuff like that, but uh, and just listen to what God has to say. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's interesting to see the the rising up of prayer across that nation mm. uh, as well. It's very key. And, of course, the New Zealand election coming up yes, soon. Yes, uh, Jacinda Ardern has been very active on social media. Mm. Uh, I was just hearing a report this morning. Um uh, what are your thoughts on the, the state of uh, New Zealand right now and where they're headed? <laughs> uh, it's I, I, from our perspective, I guess the the two pieces of legislation that she snuck through on abortion, mm. I thought was very sneaky mm. uh, for her to do that at a height of when everything else is going on. I uh, I think we've seen both in Australia and New Zealand that some legislation has snuck through at mm. this time, but others has been blocked. Mm. You know, so again, it's praying that God's leader for New Zealand is mm. put in place. Mm. And and before we wrap up, too, mate, the the other big thing is. You know, you and I were chatting before about uh, the number of people with mental health issues right now. Yeah. Um, we, we've talked about the financial problems, but often one of the side effects or, you know, one of the, 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 the things we have to deal with with financial problems is stress, anxiety, depression, all that stuff. And you look at what's happened, particularly Victoria, you look at the uh, the, the rise of mental health. I, I, I heard Beyond Blue the other day say they had uh, the, the most calls they've ever had uh, in the last month, um, it's heartbreaking to hear so many people struggling. Just, just speak to the importance of prayer and how that affects our mental health. <laughs> I'm going to backtrack a bit. Yep, and talk about this. That a lot at the moment, fear is huge. Yeah. but how do we overcome fear? Mm. So the Bible talks about love casts out fear. Mm. How do you develop love? Love is developed through joy. Mm. But how is joy developed in your life? And it's thankfulness. Mm. And I think that's one of the things that I've seen with those that that I know. Um, like I, I was talking to you before about 27 out of 30 of my students have expressed uh, negative emotions at this time. Mm -hmm. But thankfulness is key. Being thankful for what you have, even the little things. Uh, because <laughs> one of my... Uh, scriptures I love Psalm fifty twenty three. He who gives thanks honors God and mm. prepares the way for salvation to come. When you give thanks, when you have a thankful heart, um, even giving thanks for little things, it just opens that door for joy to come, 
love to come, which overcomes the fear. Mm. Um, so that's what I encourage you to do today. Absolutely. So good, Wes. Now, if people want to find out more about Business Blessings, uh, what's the best website for them to go to? So look at businessblessings.com.au. And uh, if you want to download the Queensland State Prayer Guide, we've put a specific uh, website together, which is www.prayerqldelections with an s.com. We are having Thursday night Zoom meetings every week uh, in leading up to the election, and Wendy Francis is joining us oh, this wonderful. Thursday night to Fantastic. join us in prayer and give us some information. We've actually put a whole community together on our website, uh, which so Tyson Johnson is on mm-hmm. there. We interviewed her two weeks ago. Uh, we've given a breakdown of every state electorate and who's going to be doing what, links to all the different political parties so that you can be informed about that as well. Wonderful. Well, Wes, it's always a blessing to catch up. And if people want to join the conversation, uh, you can go to facebook.com forward slash vision radio. Love to get your comments there as well. And uh, it's been a blessing, mate. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Always great to be Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.